But Jimmy Gandolfini and I went back to one of our first theater gigs together where we were... And by the way, I've never talked about this, so... This is good. You have the exclusive on this, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Jimmy and I went back to a play in New York where we were just getting started, and literally we had the the smallest roles in the whole play. Like, literally we had no lines. We might have had one line. I can't even remember. This week's episode is brought to you by none of secret supplier sauce, the best sauce known to mankind and available on shelf anywhere. Even when the freezer is full of sauce, there is still no sauce for you. You want summer Nona sauce? Too bad, only Nona decides who gets the sauce. Uncle Swampy bought multipliers and he wants our play now. Call Chris and Dan. 8 7 our play now. 8 7 our play now. The 10s and 10s bought privately and they want our play now. Call Chris and Dan. 8 7 our play now. 8 7 our play now. My dad made me watch lots of movies, so I want our play now. Call Chris and Dan. 8 7 our play now. 8 7 our play now. It's your R play. Use it when you need it. Papa's popping and locking. Magnum scrutinizing. Papa Max Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to season two, episode 36 of the Zilly Award winning Papa Mags Pinecast. Mags, how you doing? Well, I, you know, I am. I mean, it doesn't matter how I'm doing because you know I'm. I've been told my opinion or takes don't matter to anyone, so so it doesn't matter. But Buffalo just lost, so that's we got that going for us. Buffalo did just lose. That is correct. Um, KC took it by three, and actually hit a score quite familiar with what you thought it was going to be. Yep, I should have should have went with my first guess. <laughs> All right. Well, we got our reverse countdowns here, man. We got K Fuel coming in at 376 days. We got your boys, Christian Dan. Our play staking index is now 395 days delayed. And the token drop for us U.S. citizens, 478 days. Oof. Space Junk, 234 days. Outliers, 130 days. Uh, drinks from the Professor for Miss Barry, 611 days. Logan Paul and his nonsense, 363 days. Imaginary friends, up to 174 days since we were going to find out about ThetaCon uh, representation. <laughs> they were going to attend. Yeah. Uh, dorks, 67 days. I'm pretty sure they're, that is just dead. I don't think we ever hear anything more from them. Uh, yeah. Twitch Pixel, 207 days. Pog Reveal, eight days now. So hopefully we can get something on that. But we do have uh, an actual countdown here as well that I want to throw on there. I hear that, I believe it's Wednesday, the uh, the Mudras are going to be giving birth to a custom for all those who I, have them on Theta Drop. I think Tuesday, was it? Or Is it no, Tuesday? You had to have the them 23rd? by Tuesday? Yeah, Tuesday. Yeah. The 23rd. Tuesday. So. Yeah, if you're listening to this and it's early Tuesday and you have a mudra, uh, I'd suggest getting it on Theta Drop uh, with the quickness. Yeah, uh, w- you think um, they have any shenanigans with? Uh, doesn't count if it's listed. Uh, probably, I would say. I would say if it's listed, it doesn't count. Yeah, 
I would think so, so too. We'll see what happens with that. And we're just going to put notice out there that there's going to be an official countdown started next week on the metadata issue for the T fuel in the hair. Um, we need to get this thing thing taken care of. We need we need answers. So uh, we're putting notice out there, and uh, we got the interns pulling strings here. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Was there anything um, you wanted to add? Uh, I know you had a green yeah. thumb. Well, I, I know that it's delayed. I know Kyler reached out to us, as he does, and said he wants to get on the show again. Uh, and he wants to talk about the the delay. You saw that, right, Popper? Yeah, we could have a nice yeah. little 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 catch-up segment, I think. Uh, I don't think we need a full show, but yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, whatever. He, he, he knows because we have this communication. <clears throat> but speaking of that, so did you did you see me get attacked on the boards this week? <laughs> Which time? Uh, well, this was uh, Drama Gardener, and <laughs> and he was he was once again going after Barry because she owes him. You know, she works for him, I guess, and she has to answer yeah. him at all times. Uh, and he had some idea about this new um, uh, what is it? The Golden Knights, but not the bad Golden Knights, the good Golden Knights. Yeah, right? that Stanley is Cup terrible. champions. Yeah. <laughs> And he he has the greatest idea in the world, and he wants them to get a hold of him because he he's just got to hear us. He can't tell us what it is because because then the you know it gets all meaning. But yeah. uh, I just I'm skeptical. I don't see why I don't see why since you know Kyle is the head of partnerships. Get with Kyle. Uh, I don't think people just need to keep barking at at Barry just to say hey let's I got a great idea. You need to get with me. Like no, you don't. And then I got attacked for complaining that he was trying to get a hold of her said it's a it's it's a whatever and i i showed him the receipts right uh, you know uh, of him of andrea there was a thing that had nothing to do with him we talked about this on the show a while ago like when it happened it was talking about like a video game like uh was it like guitar hero or something she was making some kind of or something oh, with yeah. like keys yeah. or something. Yeah. It, so the post had nothing to do with Theta. It had nothing to do with whatever. And he just hops on and it's like bashing about customer service and him not getting him demanding a refund or something. And uh, I was like, this is not the, you know, that's not, that's not her lane. And I don't know why you're attacking her on that post. She, he like takes it and he makes it about himself. It's, you know what I mean? Like he, he, he's creating something out of nothing and making a big deal about it. But then I'm the I'm making a big deal about it because because I'm calling him out on it and I'm the bad guy all of a sudden because I got a couple messages too about it. <laughs> yeah. But you know I had the greatest idea in the world back in the day. But uh, so you remember they used to remember those old like five dollar foot long commercials back pre Jared yeah. like sure uh, they were big and they would have like these sub of the months. I had an idea. You know you get ACDC to promote the BMT for the sub of the, the, the sub of the month or week or whatever. And it'd be like BMT it's dynamite. I had a million dollar idea, but yeah. you don't see me like bitching at, at, you know, ACDC and subway to get, to get at me. Cause well, did you reach out to Jared? <laughs> That's, I don't think <laughs> we should bring up Jared, but, but, <laughs> but I think it's still genius. You know, they could still do that for and, sure. They could. Yeah. And what yeah, you heard work, it here right? first. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But you know what am I? I'm just a guy with great ideas. I think I stole that from you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who are we? 
So I don't. Oh, yeah. So then, so then he was like, uh, okay. So so back to drama. Gardner. He goes, he goes. Uh, I you know I speak to Kyler all the time or something like that. We we got information from Kyler saying no, he doesn't. <laughs> he has not taken a call or a DM from him. So just confused about about that. So I don't think I think uh, I think Drama Gardner is lying and you know using his position as Theta Seeds to to push his agenda the way he wants it. But thoughts? I mean, listen, I like, I think we all want what's best for for Theta, and if he's got a great idea, then that's awesome. But yeah, I mean, you can't be just barking up the tree all the time. You know, it's. It's a lot of uh, DM me. Like, I don't know. I never tell anybody to DM It's unsolicited. Me. It's yeah. unsolicited. And like, that's not how I, th I think it should work. Yeah. But I And, and two, uh, his thing was about faded TV or something like that. And I, the example I used was I had that sizzle pop sweatshirt, the ketchup hoodie, right? Oh, and yeah. I didn't get it. Infamous. And I was venting about it. And I know I've, you know, I know I mentioned it to Andrea Passon, but I didn't expect her to do anything. I put a fucking help ticket in. It got solved like the next day, the next work day. And yeah. they credit my account. So like there's avenues to address your issues. Uh, I don't think executives on Twitter need to, you know, listen to all this drama. So Gardner. Well, yeah. And here's the thing. I mean, if, if you put your idea out there in the open on Twitter, now you have evidence that it was your idea. You know what I mean? Like it's it's for right. the benefit to to put it out there. So I, I just don't see any harm in being like, oh, I, you know. Yeah, and, and just one there. other thing too, like, oh, well, they have the freedom of speech and they should be able, yeah. And I have the freedom of speech to say I don't like what you're doing and stop it, right? Like, right. It works both ways. Yeah, it does work both ways, but people don't think it does. You know? No. So that one, yeah, exactly. So that's all I got. All right. Well, speaking of freedom of speech, uh, <laughs> we had a, an awesome interview with the one of a kind Jordan Bain this week, and you will hear that after these messages. This week's episode is brought to you by WWZ Game, the only project out there capable of putting a reverse countdown on Papa Mags because we can't keep up with the progress. Did we say interoperability with ETH? My bad. We meant interoperability with ETH and Solana and Polygon. Some projects talk about it. Other projects be about it. Follow along on X at WWZ Game and join the Discord for all the updates. Oh, oh, oh. Can you hear me? Looking beautiful, yes. Jordan. You look great, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you motherfuckers. <laughs> I really did try. I was like. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a little sweet. I, I've been planning this for what? How long we've we been trying to do this? I've been planning this for like months. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, it's been months. Papa, what intern did you have talk with Jordan? Was there that? was like four or five. Oh man, they're all fired, man. <laughs> the, the interns. What's happening? Happy to have you on, Jordan. It's been, uh, it's been a battle trying to get you on here. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it has. <laughs> really, life is a battle. Life is a battlefield. Who's going to sing that song? I'm singing it in my head right now. There you go. Mags <laughs> is a singer. <laughs> um, well, hi, guys. It has been a minute. What are we so doing? How you, so how you been? Are you, you feeling better? Or you're, you're doing well? How's 2024 treating you so far? 
Uh, listen, 2024 is going to be awesome because I decided not to talk to a bunch of people. So it's going to be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Same for me, Popper, because I've been, I've been kicked by a few people. Too, oh, so. boy. That's oh, shall we go ahead and get into that just straight up? Oh, here we go. If you, if we, I mean, it's your show, Jordan. I don't want to take not away. Not my show. Not my show, Max. It, oh, but this is, yeah, this is your show because this is the no, Jordan no, show. No, no, it's your show. <laughs> your show i'm just i i want to talk about jordan stuff oh we well we can do that but i mean <laughs> <laughs> it has been entertaining over there on the timeline yeah they, you know they they got me a little a little bothered i think some people are starting to to wake up and <laughs> see what's going on i almost and, spit out my red wine i just want <laughs> to be a little bothered a little a little yeah, maybe that's. I was telling Popper I took a huge nap before we came on today. It's been. Uh, I just been getting it from from all sides. Oh God, I could run with that, but I'm not going to. Yeah, please don't. Um, <laughs> let's keep this. This is a family program, Jordan. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to bring awareness, and I think the less that these these folks are challenged, the less they think they have to do. They've already taken. They've taken money and time and resources from Americans who helped build their program and they like will not acknowledge that fact just yeah. saying hey u.s regulations prohibited us from whatever then why was i even on here in the first place yeah uh, i mean seriously accountability is a weird thing in the u.s no yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> just yeah. just messing we don't have to go there no no <laughs> <laughs> Popper's just like, what the fuck did I just get my? Oh, can I say that word? You can. It is a family program. That's actually the third but time it... you said it. Oh, is it? <laughs> no, that's good because I I usually feel bad because I'm the only one to curse, Jordan. All right. Well, you know, I think you guys know if no one else out there knows that I've been doing my due diligence as the oldest child and taking care of my mother during some time, and uh, she's been going through some health stuff, but. You know, I'm a New Yorker, so Jesus fucking Christ, this is my vernacular, <laughs> and I am not allowed to say the word fuck in the house. <laughs> so can you imagine what my brain is like? It's like my brain, as I edit the words coming out of my mouth. Yeah, so I'm just so happy to be able to like rip. She says rip it. Yeah. <laughs> is that a song too? Am I just rip, Gen Xing rip, myself all rip over? It, rip, rip it, it good. good. <laughs> yeah. I think it's whip it good. It but, is whip it. But I, I'm, I'm on, the, I, I'm on the same page, Jordan. I, did, that's where my head went to. <laughs> I, I was drinking. This is so. This sorry. Um, I popper. I was drinking an energy drink at work the other day. A coworker bought me one, and it was a uh, G Fuel Tetris. Oh. And I just was like moving around, singing the Tetris song in the office. They were like, what's going on? And I, I don't know. <laughs> and I didn't even open it yet. I was just so excited. But, uh, <laughs> it was good. It was good. Uh, I uh, I don't know the Tetris song. Oh, yeah. It, well, I I mean, there's no, it's not like a, a, a lyrical thing. It's kind of like. Kind of like a. Uh, I don't know, like a Eastern European Russian type medley. I think the kids would call it. Oh, but we keep leaning towards these these discussions. I don't know. Now we're talking <laughs> about Russia. Uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> what white Russia? I mean, white this Russians. is like this is. <laughs> now you've really yeah. shown who you are. 
Long Island, Long Island iced tea, white Russian. <laughs> oh. I don't know where we're going with this. You guys. <laughs> I mean, this is the journey we're taking every is day it? on on the Papa Megs. Yeah, holy this shit! That, that's what. That's why, like, we wanted to like ring it in. It's like let's make this about Jordan. She's our guest. We've been dying to get her on, and we're talking about white Russians. Uh, <laughs> is there anything else? Oh no! What? No. Then in Russia, is, are there any? Yeah, never I, mind. I don't follow the news. Uh, <laughs> anyways, and you're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, this is what happens when I'm uh, stuck in a part of the world where I have no social life. How are you guys? Hey, I'm great. It's it's awesome to have uh, Jordan Bain, an award-winning, internationally exhibited filmmaker and actor, here with us. I think first time ever. <laughs> I, I like the way you read that first line in my bio. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Smart. Yes, indeed, absolutely. You know, you know we I did... didn't write that actually. That was written so long ago. That, oh, really? Um, that was actually written by a publicist, and I've been like riffing off of that ever since. So we we can add to that long time, yeah, award winning time, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> long time ago award winning. So I mean, let's let's at least talk a little bit about stuff that we talk about. I mean, then you guys can get back to doing what you do, like almost like when Rob Feldman showed up, and uh, you know, it was just <laughs> all it, it's all you can you can leave now or whatever it's called. I think you should leave. I think you should leave. Yeah, yeah. I probably yeah. should. That's a song too. Is it? Is it? Something like that. I don't think those are the words, but it's I'm no, it fits. Right. It fits. But I think Spotify channel right here. Just put the dial. Buddy Theta will let us know if that's a real song. Absolutely. You already did. I think okay. we're alone now is actually the song. Yeah, there it is. I like I like that version better. <laughs> I think you can leave now. Me too. <laughs> because that's the way I feel a lot. Parody incoming for sure. <laughs> All right, guys. I know you want to be serious because I know the two of you are super. Oh serious. yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. what we do. Yeah, yeah. we were arguing spirits. over Rice Krispie treats this morning. And we how were. should they be with or without ed- uh, edibles? Well, or not edibles. Uh, I can't <laughs> do edibles right now. I got a few more months. But Popper, explain the situation. So we came across. I can't remember the name of them. They're like Berry Krispies. Mm. Like fruity rice krispies, like yeah, they're, they're, like, they're like fruity pebbles, but they're, they're like fruity yeah. pebbles, except they stay crisp in yeah. milk. They're incredible. They're stronger, yeah. They're they're, yeah. they're built better. So the question so my daughter has allergies. Um okay. and we make a lot of desserts here at the house for her. And rice krispies treats is one of them. And I made rice krispie treats and it was half regular rice krispies. And half these fruity rice krispies, and I felt it was the perfect combination. Not because mm-hmm. those fruity rice krispies, they are super sweet. Uh, mm-hmm. They're they're delicious. And yeah, you know, and I, you know what, Popper, I'm wrong because people don't like sweet treats like that. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I well, think no, you're right. I think people do, but the box of the fruity uh, rice krispies has on it like like every other box of rice krispies the uh, the way to make rice krispie treats, right? Oh sure. So we got into it, and uh, uh, I was told that the rice krispie treats that I made should have looked more like the ones on the back of the fruity crispy box, <laughs> yep. uh, versus what I made, where they look 
it looked like, you know, Rice Krispies with a pop of color, you know? <laughs> I swear to God, people who intentionally become parents are like the bravest people in the world. Because, <laughs> because you can never do anything right. And and you're going to spend your whole life like being obviously loved, but also hated a lot. <laughs> well, unfortunately, Jordan, we are seemingly entering that era here. My daughter has turned 11. And yeah. There is a slumber party at the house for her birthday party um, mm. this past weekend for everyone that's listening. And, you know, I've, I've just been adamant that, you know, I'll be the star of the show. You know, I'm going <laughs> to provide the entertainment and, you know, no, dad, you're not coming downstairs. You're not allowed oh, yeah. down here. You're, you're staying up in your room. You're not allowed downstairs. <laughs> oh, I bet. So. I bet my godchild's 11 and she lives uh, up north also in New York. And uh, yeah, forget about it. You know, it's... Uh, yeah. It's a, it's a time, I mean, again, I'm not a parent, it's a godchild, but it's a time for you to like, try to be cool, but like, stay the fuck out of the way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm still, you know, how am I going to do this? Like, I don't want to, you know, I want to, obviously, we have a great relationship. We love each other. We spend time together, but it's starting to be to the point where it's like, you know, she'll be like all lovey and all over me and everything as long as we're like home alone. Yeah, but not, that's but it. Not in front of her friends, you know. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, you know, you gotta step back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a, apparently it's a really you know especially if you're someone who's been super engaged with your kids, it's a it's a real shock. It's like, well, you have to like adjust yourself as the adult. Oh and, yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but I don't, but you're also a human, right? And so you're used to like this interaction with this other little human that you've had this incredible interaction with at like, you know, one day, one week, three months, six months, you know, six years. And, and it, and it like changes. It's just too deep. Yeah. No, no, it's <laughs> true. I mean, honestly, I, I, it was deep for me just today because. You know, we're going through this and I'm just like, oh man, like looking back, it's like all those things that we used to do that maybe I didn't always want to do. I didn't always, you know, want, but now I don't have that chance to do those anymore. Mm. So I was like, ooh, I, mm. glad I, glad I did as much as I did when I did, but mm. yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. There's some things cause I, I, you know, I, I got the opportunity to spend a lot of time with my godchild and. The things that we did, which were really fun. She's like super, super cool. Also, by the way, she's like super into Comic-Con and and all of these metaverse things that her parents know nothing about. So (laughs) the fact that that like I'm off traveling now and I don't get to spend as much time, we're missing that time. I got a really great opportunity when she was, I think, wait, no, it was, was she... Oh gosh, how old was she? Eight. She, she's 11, not eight. In Spain, when I was in Madrid and I was living there, and her parents had to go on a, with a client to Morocco. So they literally came to drop her off in Madrid. And I had more fun with her that week, just the two of us. And all she did, and I tell people, and I'm not kidding, this is not an exaggeration, 
I basically just followed her around Madrid because you just you walk in this city. It's a, it's a city you walk because you want to see things. She cartwheeled the whole way. And all I did nice. was follow her. Nice. <laughs> Clean her hands. But she oh, cartwheeled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, th- those are the things that are gone because now she's, uh, you know, she's into other things. She's going to Anthro or some crazy thing in Boston this weekend. Yep. Uh, reflections. Uh, with Jordan and Popper. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should leave. <laughs> We're just, we really just already stretched the spectrum here of this conversation. <laughs> so, Jordan, listen, I, I see that you have a PFP uh, on Twitter. Looks like a, a kid called Beast. How did yeah, uh, just, how'd that come just about? I changed to that one. Yeah. So, first of all, I got to give a shout out to Deadfellas. Deadfellas was my that was um, PFP. Yeah, Deadfellas was for the last year. I've not been with the Deadfellas community forever, and they're fantastic. They've done some really, really cool shit. Um, Is that on ETH? Sorry? Yeah, it's on ETH. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, they've got a very vibrant community. And um, and then this year, I also got into A Kid Called Beast. And again, another incredible, engaged community. and. When I look at a kid called Beast, and and there's no comparison, by the way, between the two of them, they're just very very different uh, ecosystems. But when I watch a kid called Beast, I had not seen I had not seen anything like that, and it's exactly how I had imagined that film three would happen because I thought that a lot of creators would come in, and you know, and bring their their skill sets, and we'd be able to sort of sort of blow up you know, really cool media things. And it didn't quite happen yet. I'm going to put that because I think that it is. I think film three has been, um, it's harder to make a film and it's harder to get these things done. So a lot of filmmakers have not really tracked over to the web three ecosystem yet. We see all these creators who have, and especially people that were in 3d and things like that and people that wanted to be in 3d. And this is where I think that a kid called beast has just absolutely killed it. And that, they tapped into that. And of course they've got millions. Um, I mean, when you get, you're able to have a treasure of millions, you're able to like serve your, the, your, your community really, you know, in a, in a, a higher level, I guess, or, or you maybe faster is a better word. Um, but they've been offering to the community, like all of these blender workshops, and so I know people have come into the community that three months ago didn't couldn't work Blender, and now they're like creating little scenes, 3D scenes, 3D. For me, these are like precursors to actual movies and short films and things like that, animated short films. But still, this kind of leadership and this kind of generosity and this kind of uh, engagement with the community, because it's not the, like the founder is doing that. He's just creating the space for that i'm i'm absolutely blown away impressed um and think that they're gonna go really really far so when i took a look at 2024 and i know the things that i'm gonna do creatively as a as a filmmaker i was like last year was and and i said it in a tweet last year really was a monster year for me and for for the squad and for film three and i think we have accomplished a lot but this year I see I'm personally going to be a beast about it all. And so that is sort of the symbolism 
Uh, and I'm super grateful to be able to be uh, involved in both of these communities. So beast mode activated. <laughs> beast mode totally activated. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So how did you, how did you, I'm sorry. The other one was uh, from last year. I can't Dead remember. Fellas. Dead fellas. So how did, how did you find, get into that one? Well, Dead Fellas was um, uh, when when the whole PFP craze happened right after Yuga Labs and and uh, Board Ape Yacht Club. Dead Fellas was only like four months afterwards. Now you have to remember that, and I mean the reason I can tell you this is because I just sat there and watched and didn't pick up a Board Ape Yacht Club at two hundred dollars. I just was in the clubhouse rooms going, "Oh wow, I don't get it." So. <laughs> yeah i know yeah. i've had so many of these <laughs> seriously about i think it, it felt like it was august or september deadfellas came out and it was still pretty much of a bull market so you had uh, a lot of different ones coming out and i think what sets deadfellas apart is um betty and psych they're obviously their founders and the vision that they had and the way that they you know, they partnered with, with certain people. They threw some great events. And again, they had a, a lot of money. You know, when you, when you were in the middle of that bull run and you dropped 10,000 PFPs and ETH was at $4,000, you had some money to play with. And they really engaged their community and they created amazing partnerships. They made one partnership with the Chicago Bulls. Um, they made a partnership with Wrangler, the gene company. Um, where they did these really cool cartoons and then they engaged the community to like help tell the story. Um, so for me, uh, dead fellas was a lot of what I had hoped to see in web three and engagement and community and certainly things I've dreamed about doing. And I saw it really being done and, uh, and executed in a really beautiful way by those guys. So I was in, I got in. It sounds like the thing that they had in common was like a vibrant, uh, community. Is that, yeah. is that what you're looking for when, in a project? Well, I don't, at this point, I don't spend a lot of time looking for other people's projects unless one. OPPs. Is, hmm. You, you're down with OPP. I love them. I'm not in it <laughs> at all, but I mean, you bet he's on notifications. Yeah. Jack Butcher is a genius. Um, and the whole thing, 2023. I mean, I still have not, I, I should, I'm going to put up on my socials, a photograph of my desktop. I haven't even been able to like catch up on social media about everything that we accomplished and that we did. And, you know, um, I can't flex. I haven't been able to flex because it was just so much. And, um, so my ability to actually engage in other communities is, is, I just haven't had the bandwidth. So when I look at a kid called beast and I look at dead fellas and I, and I look at some of these others that have, you know, engaged, really engaged. And, you know, they, they, they sold 10,000 or they sold 20,000 and they really engage them and they utilize their money for the community. And that's, that's the difference between some of these that you got involved with. They got rugged um, where people just, and I don't mean the people that just literally, rugged and then ran the next day i mean people that made promises and dragged things on and they pretended and but they were giving themselves fat salaries and doing a bunch of other stuff and then they were given a slow rug mags got something to say about that i have a lot to say about that but um you know we only have so much time and uh oh really we under an hour over an no, hour on the no, hour what are we no. doing 
have been like, have I been like no. taking us down like you know well, like the, the 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 weedy path? Yeah. So you're talking about instead of the scams, which are obviously like uh, those you know you, gas. Yeah. Like you buy something and it's already a scam versus. Yeah. Uh, maybe people that don't know what the heck they're doing or they make these promises and they, they can't do it and they just use the money to benefit themselves and then slowly, uh, Quite you know, quit. yeah. Uh, leave like yeah. popper was defending. I don't know if you heard about this guy. Um, he's like the guy behind mid journey. He had a project on theta, but apparently he didn't, but he did. And really? he rugged his, he rugged this project. I yeah. think he just used it for the money, but, he was in the discord and then he bailed and then they put someone else to run the project. Theta put someone else to run the project. Then that person tried to do a drop so that he could like, he, he worked other projects, I think. And he wanted to do a drop. He wanted to do something to get some money to help him run it because he had not, he was given nothing. And I guess he was told, no, he, he couldn't. So like the project's kind of dead and it's been this like debate, but cosmographia it's called on no, Theta. Yeah. I, but I, not, I, I think, Essentially, we're talking about the same thing. People that that come in and their intention really is to like get their own bags and not, but they're they're posers. They're like pretending to to care about the community. But in the end, again, I, I said the word quiet quitting. They like either quiet quit or they just never had the intention. And again, we're not talking about the people that like were had made the plan to rug. These are people yeah. that like are like yeah, well maybe I can do something, and then they realize. They, they don't pivot or it's too hard. So they got the money in the bank, but they don't want to do the hard work to like really make a change in the world. And Web3, we can really make a change in the world. We can really, I mean, you know, you guys hear me say this all the time. Community is utility. If we really work our fucking asses off on on trying to take care of the people that that believe in us, that believe in the vision, whether it's a project or whether it's a film or whether whatever, if we take care of those people, um, we're we're building brand loyalty, and that's the thing that like a lot of these, you know, and mags we talk about this. A lot of these bigger brands understand that's 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 why some of these great, um, like let's say um, uh, what just happened today with Nine DCCC, you know, which is the Web three high fashion brand that that G Money you know, put out, he knows how to take care of his community. He knows what they want. He knows how to engage them. He's doing some really cool things. Um, or we take a look at, at, at some of the, let's say legacy or web two brands that are coming in that are saying, okay, we now understand that web three is really about, it's about the creator economy. Um, it's about not building off the backs, supposedly not building off the backs of the creators, but it's about community and some people call this audience. Some people call this your, um, I don't know, your network, whatever. I consider it. If you can engage your community and you create something like that, then this is your squad, which is why I called the squad, the squad. These are the people that got your back and it is easier if you've got something to grease the wheel. Um, it is a, it's, you know, to, 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 what is that, that saying fast, cheap, good. So if you want to do something really good and you want to do things that, that are at a high level and have integrity and in this space, then it, it's either, if it's good, then it's not going to be fast or cheap. It's going to be one or the other. If it's good oh. and it's cheap, then it's not going to be fast for sure. 
But it's the, it's the truth. And, and this is sort of in my, uh, when I finally understood this, which was only a few years ago, and I understood this as a filmmaker, when people would come to me and they'd be like, yeah, can you make this for me? And, you know, and I, they would come up with some silly number. Um, and I would be like, well, first of all, you need, if you're coming to me, then you know that I'm going to make it good. And that means that you can only have one or the other. You can either have fast or slow or cheap or expensive. So you, you decide on those two. And of course they want it cheap. Um, and so it's going to be slow as fuck. And then they ended up going to like some college kid that, you know, hadn't really figured out that they're professional yet. And then they get what they pay for. Right. But anyway, just to come back around to like what Popper was asking, you know, the the beauty about like dead fellas is that they are one of those those communities that has just shown up day after day after day after day. And in fact, if you follow Betty at all, because she's a, a woman in this space, believe me, she has been the target and she handles it so well. It's so inspiring. She's been the target of so much misogyny. And, you know, because she likes fashion, because she, I mean, for whatever reason, simply often just because she's a woman and, and she's smart as fuck and an incredible leader and she takes it on. She handles it really, really well. So, you know, I stand Betty, she's, and, and the dead fellas. And I'm, I'm looking forward to hope, hopefully as we move into another bull run we've shaken out a lot of weekends and a lot of these scammers and maybe some people that are still here a little smarter and they'll be smarter about who they pick up a token from or get involved with a project i mean you know you were talking about theta mags and i love theta as we all know and theta has been an incredible partner on every level for me so if if somebody's listening to this and they don't realize that I'm from the squad, from the film squad, from, you know, we originated the film three movement and Theta really has been an incredible partner and in being able to take the vi- some of the vision of what I want to do and what I want to do, you know, started with the Medicanth and they had an innovation that they wanted to work on, which was digital rights management. And they wanted to prove that and put that on the blockchain. And so it was just a great partnership all the way around and has been their whole team. I've just had the great fortune to, to be able to work day to day with Andrea Berry and, you know, can't say enough awesome things about her. Where the fuck is she, by the way? Why isn't she on this? She she doesn't want to take away. What's her real name? What were we calling her? Claire? Who? Carol? Amanda. 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 That wasn't that wasn't us. I didn't call her that though. I called her that all during FaceCon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where's Amanda? Uh, yeah. Real quick for people who don't know, Jordan is also aka do you get this Jordan a lot? Melody Kane. Melody Kane. Yeah. From episode five, season nine of the smash of the smash hit Law and Order. Law and Order, I knew it. I was like, you mean that prostitute? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's true i was like i know that name <laughs> i know that name that but name in another lifetime yeah high, that, high class call girl i gotta check this out but for everyone <laughs> season nine episode five it's called agony so that was good and i you know i also caught your short film on amazon i don't i figured out i did like a day and a half subscription of a of a trial uh, this is all I know. Ah, uh, yeah. 
because I was like, how the heck am I going to watch this thing? Mm. And then it pointed me uh, to it and it was it was very good. And you made me cry at the end. So it probably would have been on rewarded TV if you waited long enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. Ah, uh, Popper. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even mention them by name, Popper, but go yeah. ahead. Uh, you yeah. talking about Imaginary Plane Rewarded.tv? Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't, put, I didn't put the dot in there, though. So you just doxed. TV. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nice. Thank you. Thank you, Mags. Yeah, that's a. I'm very proud of that film. It's a, it's a tough one, but <laughs> I was very fortunate to work with uh, the Oscar winner, Melissa Leo, and then also the great, great Peter Garrity, if you ever watched The Wire. In fact, the interesting thing is, is that Melissa was originally on The Wire and she got replaced by Peter Garrity. Um, but no. they are, no, no, wait, it's not that, no, Homicide. What am I talking about? Homicide. Is that, That's yeah. the Lone Order spinoff that's in Baltimore. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> Melissa was on Homicide originally, and then they replaced her with Peter Garrity. And that was one of his longest. And then I think he was on The Wire. Um, he's phenomenal in this film. The Sea is All I Know. They both are. But, you know, well, Melissa's a, a, an actor that takes up space. And Peter's an actor that is so subtle. And both of them brilliant. Like, both, both styles work perfectly with each other they they complement each other in this film but peter and i'm not telling you to go back and rewatch the film but when you watch this guy working and the cut sudden, in the fish hmm? right yeah 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 amazing um he could do it I, could, I wouldn't know what to do or when he was singing to his daughter that's like, what got me at the end yeah, i heard you wrote that right i that's, did you did i yeah that like i was like oh man and then once he started singing, I was done. I, that was it. That was it. I was like, "Damn you, Jordan!" And I was, I was crying. Good, good. That's that's that is actually my intention. <laughs> and then he took a nap. <laughs> why not? I mean, yeah. When I hey, it was an emotional journey. I needed more time to recoup from that than it took to to watch. It was it, it was yeah. I, I had to think about some things after that. So yeah, it packs a punch for sure. Yeah. Thank you for watching that. It means a lot to me. Yeah, of course. It was good. Oh, so I don't know if I'm hijacking if you have more to say, but um, oh, what is it? That's the Squid Games? Or do you do you enjoy that? No, I've never watched that film. Oh, you've like never that. seen it? Oh, it's freaking fantastic. But do you know about the Squid Game stuff? <laughs> Listen, uh, let me tell you why I have not watched the Squid Games. I've never okay. seen this publicly. I started the first episode. It hit so close to home. As someone who's never, again, I'm, I've been like, I wouldn't say a starving artist because I don't like that moniker, but as an artist who's really just walked the tightrope mm, for decades, and I don't mean to, this doesn't, no shade on the uber capitalists out there, but <laughs> to live in an uber capitalist world. Or a lift capitalist world. Yeah. Yeah. Live, yeah. yeah. It hit too close to home. I thought, I, you know, and maybe it was where I was at the time when it came out. Was, listen, I, I have, tons of respect for for how long it took took him 10 years to get that picked up and made and i know it was a huge hit i think i, I just it just hit too close to home i was like i could be one of those fucking people so desperate to try to like stay alive keep the lights on and so i just couldn't i couldn't yeah and that's uh, my confession could you could you father just the Holy Ghost. could you maybe fill in better on on like 
is this have to do with the, the payment for the, the creator? And no, the, well, it has more to do. Yeah, I guess so. I, I guess we could really link that. Sure. Um, you know, the part I remember the most before I was like in the first episode before I was like, I can't do this was watching the fear of these people having to run this course and then get shot at or where they make it or whatever. And it was just this sense of desperation. So that, that, that deep sense of desperation was something I just found super triggering because when you live in New York city and you're an artist and you have the conviction like I do. And, and also let's just, you know, let's, let's just keep it real. Women are not given the same amount of opportunities as men. So I took the C is all I know the, the short film you're talking about, I took it all the way to an Oscar run and I didn't have any doors open for me, but I had a ton of friends who were white dudes have doors open for them. And because of that, they ended up with sustainable livings. doesn't mean they had like huge livings, but sustainable where that they, they, they weren't worried about keeping the lights on. So that's an interesting segue, Mags, because the reason the squad was that, that, you know, when I, I was already in crypto in 2015, I was already speaking at blockchain conferences at 2000, I think 17, 2018, but it's not like I had was rolling in bags um, because I couldn't get a bunch of bags, but I understood self-sovereignty and I knew I wanted it and I understood like ownership. And so when the whole NFT thing came around, my brother and I were talking like December 2020. He's like, Are you paying attention to this? I was like, not really. And he was like, I think you should. And so I did. And then I realized that this could actually be revolutionary for for filmmakers in that what I was seeing was the ability for artists to have a sustainable living, um, which was my own pain point. And, you know, trying to crack that nut while I was trying to get a feature film made and, and keep the lights on. So I just thought I got to find some more, see if there's some more like-minded people out here. And if there's not, then I gotta, I gotta start telling filmmakers about this because um, and this, of course, is, you know, sort of the heyday when, and this was pre-PFP, pre-Yuga Labs. So we're talking February, March, when it was really mm, formulating. I was starting the the spaces, as you know, that I've done, that are now on X, but we've done like well over 500 of them at this point. And I was just looking for like-minded people that that could see that this could be a revolution, not only for the filmmakers and for a sustainable living and to sort of for the pain points from even at that point, I don't think, you know, we, we hadn't really articulated like, Oh, wow, this could be something we could work for financing. I don't think we understood community as fully as I do now, like as utility. And we certainly, there were no mechanisms for marketing and distribution. So all of that, if what you're asking does lead back to, um, squid games and uh my pain points and not being able to watch that show came across an uh a thing on the x or the, the twitter about and i don't know if you saw this about netflix paying this filmmaker 11 million dollars to come up with to, to do this project netflix apparently spent 40 million with it and the guy took the money and he invested in crypto oh yeah and is suing netflix because he says netflix owes them money and it's just like i guess my the I think the like the holy crap thing is like they just basically gave this guy all Dude, this money 
yeah. this, this dude all this money. And then like there's stuff like Squid Games where you people are getting dicked over. And to your point about like compensation and the amount of is it is it male to female directors or or the for large movies or anything? It's just there's like a disparity in in, in the numbers. Well, the disparity is is that. Uh, and it's actually worse this year, I think. Five percent, five. Actually, I can't. There was a really great chart that I saw the other day, and it blew my mind. But basically, five percent of the directors in in the industry are women. Five. Wow. So ninety five percent are actually men, and that breaks down even worse because it's mostly white men. And I'm not here to like, you know. Oh uh, yeah. To you know, smash on white dudes, but. I'm just trying to to work out the reality here of opportunity. And and then it just gets worse if you're a black woman or if you're an Asian woman or you're an indigenous or Spanish, the percentages go down to to practically negligible. So imagine that you're 28, 30 and you're you're a woman and you're trying to like get into this business, but you're only getting 5% of the opportunities. So by the time you're 35 and the guy that had 95% of the opportunities, he, he got one and maybe he's getting that next opportunity. And so that next opportunity means that he's starting to create a sustainable lifestyle, perhaps. And because of that, he can have maybe buy a house and he can consider having a family. I mean, so I'm, I'm talking about the repercussions of sort of the inequity here where uh, a woman will have to make a decision about she wants to get married or, or biologically those things. Yep. If she's going to put her career on the back, which maybe she didn't even get a shot yet because she just did a short film and she couldn't even get into the feature game. Or maybe she did. And she decided I'm going to, I'm going to be, I'm going to make my art my priority. And she went for it, but still by the time she's 45, 50, she may not have still not been able to like make that first feature. Um, because of the systemic situation. And I get, like, I, I notice that a lot of people, especially in our crypto world, in our NFT world, they get really uncomfortable with this conversation. But I think that yep. if you appreciate us, um, you appreciate what we have to say, if you appreciate the fact that if you've got wives or, you know, if you've got women are giving birth to your children or, or, you know, or you got moms or you got sisters and you're seeing them out there struggle, the best way to be an ally is like, is to create opportunity, whether you're standing in the room with us or you're in a room with someone else and you're like, you know, you should really consider this person. There was a really interesting thing that happened this week where a bunch of dudes like in their twenties. I was just trying to find a link. <laughs> Literally decided to make a girls club startup. Girls club. Okay. Yeah. And they got funded by VC money. <laughs> of course. And, yeah. And women don't get funded by VC money as much. I mean, they get barely any of it. I think they get like 20 or 25%. And yet they, they post higher numbers. So there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot we could unpack about this that maybe on another show because sure. I don't want people to tune out because we're supposed to be talking about pineapple and shit. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I feel very passionately about this. So don't get me wrong. Um, and I appreciate the question. I think that it is, you know, it's obviously very much a part of what the squad came out of and my own personal pain points. I'm still trying to make that feature film. 
Um, I'm still trying to get those opportunities. I look back at the things that I've made and they're really good and they stand on their own. And a C is all I know is a decade old and it stands on its own as a story, as a classic storytelling. Um, it could have been made yesterday from, from a storytelling point, from a cinematography point of view, from editing, from acting, all of it. So one of the beauties I think in the promise of web three and the promise of film three comes back to ownership. And that ownership is a big part of removing those gatekeepers and those gatekeepers that basically are the ones saying, we're not going to give you money or we're not going to, we don't think you have an audience. I mean, Barbie blew that fucking away. There's an audience. Taylor Swift blows that away. There's an audience and there's a lot of money to be made for taking women seriously. So the squad was made you know, because I think the world is better when we can hear everyone's stories. And that means all of us. Um, and that's not, that does not mean everyone but white men. That means all of us. And, you know, and, and I think we become less of an us versus them kind of thing. And you, you'll hear less of me saying, you know, there's enough of the pie to share. So, you know, activism, leveling the playing field, making sure that the promise of web three and film three, that creators make the majority of the revenue, removing the gatekeepers and ownership are all sort of big, big parts of what I'm about and what the squad's about and what film three is about. And we will be right back. This week's episode is brought to you by Dr. Theta's community guardian node. Theta's premier community guardian node, where you can stake your Theta if you don't run your own guardian node. Best of all, 100% uptime, so you do not miss any rewards and zero fees, so you earn 100% of your T-Fuel. Trusted by Theta Labs, you can easily stake directly within your wallet. Simply go to the staking tab, choose Delegated Guardian Node, and find Dr. Theta's Guardian Node. Quick, simple, reliable, and best of all, safe, as the coins never leave your wallet. Stake with the doc today. This week's episode is brought to you by GuardiansofTheta.com. Offering 0% one-click Theta Guardian staking with random monthly token giveaways. Guardians also airdropped everyone staking with him an NFT that you're able to stake and earn T-Vibe. 100% uptime, zero fees, random giveaways, what's not to love? Stop paying 4% and come join the fam with Guardians of Theta. Papa Max podcast. Papa okay. and I had such a great dinner together, and I drank so much wine, and I let him drink—I mean, eat all the ribs. The octopus was delicious. Oh, ugh, yeah. I thought Hold that's where we were going with the Squid Games. <laughs> <laughs> you can bring it back there, Popper. <laughs> no, it's all good. But listen, Jordan, you had mentioned that you haven't had time to like basically toot your own horn as to all of the the accomplishments that 2023 had in store for you why yeah. don't you uh toot your horn here ah uh, okay or well, are you are you too humble like max no well i mean you know she's humble sure <laughs> <laughs> um you know the funny thing about that is is that i think growing up in the south and i'm such a new yorker but i did grow up in the south and so you know, there's a role you play as a young girl of like, you're not supposed to speak about yourself and things like that. And so then once I got to New York, man, it took me years to sort of step into that. And now it's like, wait a second, now I'm old as fuck. And so I'm like, damn, I, I, 
I actually did some cool shit and I want to talk about it. And I'm I'm kind of proud of it. And you should be. Yes. And let's you. let's give Let you something to know. talk about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, <laughs> here we go. I'm sing again. Here we go. Your turn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have a bunny rate story, by the way, which will probably not translate well over audio, but let's just say that, that I have a great Bonnie Rate story between me. Is and it her. first rate? Huh? Is it first rate? It's first rate. All right. It's first rate. No, she's awesome. Um, uh, so, eh, first rate. You're so funny. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think about, this is me trying to like come up with like what we did. I was just like, just go to my Instagram. But then I'm like, I have, I've got 17 more things to put on my Instagram. Um, you know, look, the squad doesn't have a treasury and we sold a squad member pass it's not like we made bags. We made enough to be able to like roll that into the, to the first film three summit and also um, roll that into the last year's quantum, uh, our partnership with quantum art, which out in Santa Monica, where we did the first. And in fact, it was one year ago today that we did the, the first um, exhibition of film three filmmakers in an art exhibition in an art gallery in Santa Mon Monica. Um, and that was really cool. We curated 18 people that were members of the squad. So that was sort of a utility. Um, we looked there at those, um, members and we were like, we're gonna put you in an exhibition. And it was cool. It was really beautiful. Um, Justin Aversano did a great job with quantum art and, He's a, by the way, if you don't know who he is, he's a phenomenal photographer and, and, and one of the leaders in web three and photography. And I think the highest, I think his twin flames, I think it was at Christie's. I can't remember what it sold for, but he's one of the first to, to, to NFT artists to have sold at Christie's. And, um, that was super cool. Then a little more of that went into to Cannes, but other than that, we've we've been able to accomplish what we've accomplished through our partners, our killer partners, our two killer partners that we've done the most with are are Theta and Bingeable, and um, as far as like resources, and so Theta has really been incredible in and in getting behind the vision. So what we did with Medican with Theta, and then at the Cannes Film Festival, the the uh, um, the party we threw there was super first class. And we also, with two of our other partners that we work with Goldfinch and, um, and decrypt, they were a part of that as well. And, and, if, and, and several others to sort of pull that event off. Um, but without our partners, uh, we could not have done so many of the things we've done. And that, and that includes like, you know, the film three summit this year, and Metafilm Three Fest on Theta, and again, like without our without our community. So and we consider our community, our family, our squad, and our partners. And we could not have had um, the kinds of successes that we had. Also, we were able to give out grants. So some of the monies that we were that we generated, we were able to turn around into grants, which is incredible. Um, I'm trying to think, like. So imagine what we would do if we actually had just a little bit of a, of a, a financial resource, you know, the kind of impact we could have. And, and I think 
we've been in 27 different pieces of press. I'm not really sure, but I think it's like 27 pieces of press that we got this year. And so what that means to me, that's not really a flex other than the word is getting out that, that film three is the next wave of cinema, you know, and I often say we're just following the footsteps of the French new wave and the American new wave and Sundance where there, there comes a, a, a point in time where things have to shift and people rise up and they, and they create uh, an alternative way. And so, you know, with Theta, with Bingeable, with Decentralized Pictures, with Goldfinch, with First Flights, with Myco, there's, a, there's quite a few people, Decrypt, that have made it possible for us to make a social impact in the world. That's excellent, Jordan. And, and um, is, can you give us a little sneak peek of anything that you think 2024 will bring as far as like continuing this process or growing it? <laughs> so this is where I go seriously into stealth mode. Um, and anyone who knows me, it's, 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 it's people's greatest frustration. But my feeling is when you don't have millions of dollars, you have to be <laughs> stealth so that you don't get front run. Um, and I'm very open about that. I hate being front run. Uh, and there, let me put it this way. We have huge plans and they all, they all actually go back to the original vision that I had. Uh, for the squad and for this sort of revolutionary movement, you know, the marketplace has to, the marketplace has to be there. The, the community has to grow. Um, people have to want to hear these stories. And I think that, I think that they do. I think that we see that people want to hear these stories. There have to, there has to be an, an opportunity and there has to be exposure and they have to know that these stories exist and we have to be able to support these stories. And that's probably my biggest frustration is that there's not a lot of support for these stories. So what you find now is, um, a lot of, uh, underrepresented communities, their stories are getting cut from Netflix and fr from Amazon and Hulu, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll do one, one season, but then they don't want to pay, um, you know, after the first season, whatever might be in the contracts for this, for the actors or for the writers. So they'll just cut and they'll start again from a new season. So there's not an lot of opportunity for these communities to see themselves represented. Film three offers this and great platforms like bingeable. If you can meet their model, if you know, they, I mean, obviously they're a business and they've got a business model for distribution or platforms like video Mart, for instance, that's in beta. Um, and we need to, we, by the way, we still need to build a place for these projects to have a home and a legitimate home where they can have their ownership. They can have a majority of the creator revenue, so what my hope is this year for 2024 is that I can somehow find the right partners. And I don't know what that looks like at all, Popper, not at all to help create some sort of structure, some sort of, um, robust ecosystem where filmmakers can thrive and the pain points of funding. Number one, 
are are relieved because we we do need to pay our crews sustainable livings. I mean, that's just the whole point. And that's the promise, right? That if we have ownership and then, you know, I think a lot of people need to learn how to cultivate their, their community and how to take care of their community. Um, and that doesn't mean just ultimately self-sacrifice. And I think community often has to get their brains around <laughs> that as well. Um, that, um, you know, for me, for instance, I can't be everything to everyone. Um, so I have to keep my eye on the goal and my eye on the prize, which is hopefully um, finding avenues that actually does serve everyone. And that includes the community who really is the engine, I think, um, that that drives all of this because they're your audience. And without, I mean, again, I'm talking from a filmmaker point of view, without them, you know, who are you, who are you communing with? Who are you in communication with? I told, so I, I don't know who I said this to the other day. I think it actually was Rob Feldman. I said, friend of the uh, Pinecast. Huh? He's a friend of the Pinecast. I we know. like to shout out friends of the Pinecast. Yeah. I said, you know, as an actor, I did the acting thing to connect with my, to, to tell story and, and and to connect with the actors and to 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 bring the best story possible. I could not have given a flying fuck about the audience. But as a director, I care greatly about the audience because this is the story in which I connect with them. And it's through this story that I connect with them. And then we can have a conversation together. So, you know, anytime I talk about community, um, I really mean it. They are the engine. They are they are, as a director, for me as a storyteller, as a director, they are the reason, you know, they are, they are my co-creator in, in many ways because I'm, I'm, I'm creating for impact for them, you know, that hopefully that, that maybe they relate, they see themselves as a story that they understand. And I could go on and on about this once we start dropping into the art of why I do what I do. All right. Well, I'm going to change uh, direction here a little bit. You want to you want to lift it up from the big buzz Hi. <laughs> so so we know you're you're not a fan of delicious octopus, uh, grilled yeah. octopus, so oh. yummy. Um, but yeah. you know the question on everyone's mind right now is it, pineapple. Yeah. Do you like pineapple on your pizza? You you and I know you know exactly I, what this answer is. I know. I just but yeah. I, I want to get you on record for this. It's on record. It has to be very specific. Only with Canadian ham. I had a precursor to this conversation, <laughs> I believe. Uh, oh. Datacon. Otherwise, well, fuck no. But isn't it called Canadian bacon? That's what I said. Canadian bacon, or is it no, bacon? You said Canadian ham. No, Canadian. Canadian. Well, Canadian bacon is ham. Yeah, it's ham. Canadian bacon. Right. Canadian ham. Can oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, take your octopus. You know what? So <laughs> Wrap it. Just stuff it your good. octopus with some pineapple. Mm, not mm. sure about that one. I would try it. Put it on some pizza. Try anything twice, it. right? <laughs> um, <laughs> my mom... Over the weekend, I was up at my parents' house, and she made 
some kind of pineapple. I don't even know what it was, like a casserole. Pine- I, I think it was a pineapple casserole. Oh, that's scary. I'm sorry. I mean, listen, I, it was scary, but my mom made it, so I tried it. Yeah. And it was pretty good. Have mayonnaise in it? Absolutely not. No, it was like, no, it was like, uh, <laughs> it was baked. It was, yeah, like, I mean, baked mayonnaise. It was pretty oh, man- mayonnaise. Cream. I mean, baked mayonnaise. If, if there was mayonnaise in it, uh, I didn't know about it. Baked, listen, baked pineapple is not a bad thing in it, in and of itself, right? I mean, it, it's kind of nice. Um, drizzle a little balsamic vinaigrette on it or vinegar on it. Wow. Now you're starting to talk. But <laughs> that sounds too fancy for me. Yeah. Yeah. I knew I was going there, but I did eat at a very fancy restaurant with you and you appreciated it. I mean, how did I end up there? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know still. Um, how, how is Mags not there is the big question. Oh. Oh. So other other than that, uh, how was your ThetaCon experience? Uh, I love ThetaCon. Um, <laughs> my first day, of course, was not so good. My first like five minutes, I almost lost my shit because they basically put me in a room Right above, I'm not kidding. Right above a uh, a club, which was an open air club, which had like the biggest speakers in the world that you could probably hear ten miles. Oh yeah, and, and you know, and then they're like, "Yes, but we offer you these earplugs and these fans, <laughs> these little fans." I'm like, "Bring a bigger <laughs> fucking fan in here," um, which they did, and it still didn't do any good. Uh, they ended up because I'm a fucking New Yorker. Uh, and I, I, I had quite a bit to say about it. <laughs> ended up uh, finding me a, a different place the next night on the other side, which was glorious. So then I was able to like really chill and and uh, <laughs> enjoy everyone. I mean, seriously, guys, like I couldn't be everywhere at once, right? Like you guys were doing your pine cast in one room and Kyle, who I affectionately called Canoe Man was doing his thing, um, which I got to go see. But then I didn't get to see Pogs because he was in the other room. A lot of cool things going on. I got to see the pilot for Rob Feldman's for Psycho. And that was oh, fun. Yeah. Uh, and my friend Justin's part of that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, look, the, the it was fun. I mean, the Theta, the theta people are, are awesome and um, I would not have been there if it was not for Bones Nasty, who was my sponsor and shout out. Yeah. Shout out. And, uh, but also gave me the opportunity to talk about film three and again, Theta as a community has, has been a big part of our growth this year in film three. And I'm hoping to surprise and delight them in the future. Ooh. 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 <laughs> he, he said he came into ooh after me and then he remuted. And then, yeah, and I was like drinking wine and like, and then it just was like dead space. I was like, God, if they're not going to talk. I can't drink in this. <laughs> you it's not going to work. Cut it out. Don't worry about it. It's not going to work. It's not going to work, guys. So, what's up, you two? Have I talked enough about myself? Pizza. Well, that was kind of the point, Jordan. I mean, every I think everyone else is just sick of hearing us talk. So, you know, yeah. breath Aren't of fresh they, air. Like, used to like people that are like, 
like fun fuckers. And me, I'm like, I'm talking about films about our relationship to death. <laughs> I'm talking about <laughs> systemic, systemic like issues in the film industry, misogyny and shit. Yeah. I mean, I'm if there's fun. one thing that we do here, we, we keep it real. Yeah. So <laughs> it's all good. We keep it real and we hold people accountable. Even ourselves. Oh, are we talking about Imagine Replay again? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's only a small piece of our accountability pie. But yeah. It's taken up a lot of my free it's... time, though. <laughs> <laughs> At the, the moment. That slice of pie is getting bigger. Should we get real about that, though? Should we just yes. have a little oh, chat boy. about that? Because Absolutely. I, no, if you want. I, I have trolled a couple of times, and I want to get really, I want to be really straight about that. Because I also feel a super sense of responsibility. I, I, I don't, I don't have a, you know, I have a, an opinion about people coming into Web3 and and especially when it has to do with what I consider Film3, which is in the entertainment business, has anything to do with films or movies and things like that or television shows or whatever, streaming content. We are looking and we need distribution uh, platforms, but we need distribution platforms or even financing platforms, whatever, whoever comes in and, and creates a project, we need them to do right by their community. So while I've only heard that, that they are not giving, uh, this, what is it? Watch to earn. They're in a watch to earn platform. Yep. Yeah. So I, I, I am personally someone who believes very much in, under promise over deliver over deliver so don't make promises that you can't keep and it's not good for the entire ecosystem now if you if you have followed the sec for the you know i what i've been doing this since i've been doing this out loud since february 2021 and out loud I have known that that you have to be very careful with tokenization and the in the word investment and things like that. This is why stoner cats got bit in the ass because they weren't careful and they were telling their people, "Oh, you're going to make money." And so there's that Huey thing. Um, so I just think that I think the reason I want to speak out on this is because it's it is. Uh, I think Max has a very strong point here. And I think that uh, accountability is really important. We are a young ecosystem trying to grow. And I think that that it's always best to sort of meet these things head on. So if Imagine Replay has not come into the Discord and had a really frank discussion with their with their collectors about what's going on or been transparent, I would um, encourage them to do so. That seems like a very fair statement. Absolutely. And and just to reiterate, my point is by not saying anything and going along with them, not acknowledging us as human beings, as American citizens, that that you're giving them a carte blanche to freaking continue to screw us over because they they won't acknowledge us. They operate out of the United States. They operate in Austin. They were a sponsor of ThetaCon 2023. And they refused to talk you know, to have a conversation with us. So I think, I think they're just trying to sell the platform and they don't want any heat. And uh, I don't think we should, you know, I don't think we should give them the opportunity to make money for themselves if they on our backs. So I feel that. Yeah. I mean, you know, I feel strongly about that. I feel that around the whole ecosystem. I think a lot of people came in, but we, you know, we saw this early on too. I mean, 
you saw this in late 2017, early 2018 in crypto when people were just like jumping in and, you know, leveraging their entire houses and then losing them in January, late January of 2018. Like mm -hmm. people don't do their due diligence. However, uh, those crypto guys weren't making a ton of promises. That was a market like risk and people were trying to ride that bull and they couldn't. Yep. This is a promise or this is a here's what we're here's here's our roadmap and that's the problem i have with a lot of you know the reason i'm happy a lot of these weekends or these scammers have have left the ecosystem and it doesn't mean that they're not going to come back they are going to come back but i'm hoping that that people are smarter that they do the due diligence and that the people that come back are building with integrity because again the web3 promise is about community and brand loyalty and the power of community and i'm going to bring it up again and it's not because i'm a fucking swifty because i don't think i am i don't think i qualify <laughs> my daughter is i love her <laughs> uh i don't think i qualify because i didn't know i didn't listen to her music before this september but what i did do was watch her be one of the most and then when i studied one of the most brilliant businesswoman, women ever. Um, when I really took a look, and that's why I did the podcast as her as the uh, proof of concept for film three, because she literally knows how to build brand community loyalty. That's, that's what Web3 is. That's what Board Ape Yacht Club is. That is what Supreme is. That is what every single big brand that's coming in here is, is banking on. What they're trying to figure out is how do they, how do they utilize the tools and the incredible tools that Web3 offers. So when, when people like, you know, this company come in here and they are only interested in selling, they're not interested in their community, it's not good for the entire ecosystem. Um, and it's the same in the way I feel about several projects in general that just drag liquidity out of the out of the ecosystem so i'm hoping people will be smarter and i and i'm hoping that that people get behind the 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 leaders the founders and the platforms that are actually have a vision for web3 and are not uh web2 posing yeah, you know, wolves in sheep clothing kind of thing, which yeah, and like yeah, like you know, come out with articles saying how they're going to fix this Hollywood, uh, this this payment system for movie distribution by having a fair, equitable thing that's on the blockchain, and then we're going to reward the people for watching it, but then we're only we're not going to give those rewards to the U.S. citizens. Uh, I, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, these guys are taking victory laps. Uh, yeah, you know, and and uh, it's just. Like the irony is lost on me, or is it not lost on me? Um, <laughs> no, it's not lost it's not on lost. you. It's not lost on me. Yeah, because it's like, wait a second. It's like, yeah, I like I like what they're about, and I I, I like this idea, and I'll help build it, and I'll you know I'll watch these stupid uh, movies from the nineteen fifties in, in TV programs from the nineteen fifties. <laughs> okay, I'll do that, and then you know what though, you're not good enough to get our coin that we promised you because our you know, as Imagine Replay, our platform is rewarded.tv where they reward everyone but Americans. They should change that logo. That's free if they want to use that. But Yeah, no, I mean, they should have, 
before they made that promise, they should have figured out. And they should have known ahead of time. Yeah, they yeah, should yeah. have. They they sought us out, Popper. Right? They can't. They came to us to say, "Hey, we want to get on your show." That's very true. That's that's facts. That's what happened. And then it's like, oh, cool. You know, the, these guys, the CEO, that they they got a hold of us. They want they want to talk to us about their project on Theta. This is perfect. And then you know, it's like I give a I give a lot of leeway. And then when I'm like, hey, this does not add up. Uh, and uh, just yeah, community, like you said, but they don't even acknowledge us. Unless we're not asking about where our coins are because we're Americans, but the fact yeah. that they reached out so early in uh, in our career as Papa Mac should have been a massive red flag. Yeah. <laughs> it should have. It, it was like episode six or something. If it, you know, around there. That's so funny. When were they on? I think June. We started May twenty twenty two, Popper, and yeah. then. And then um, May 24th. Uh, and 2022? Then 20, 2022. Yeah. Not 2020 also, but 2022. The year before 2023. But <laughs> if you follow me, I'm sorry. I had that Tetris drink the other day. I got to slow down. Uh, but yeah, so we've been doing it over a year and a half. Uh, episodes weekly. Uh, I just got your attention. Amazing. What? <laughs> Well, we've been trying for months here, Jordan. Okay, yeah, okay. It's <laughs> October. It's true. It's true. Um, yeah, it's it's that's a look, it's it's an important conversation. I think that, you know, I applaud you, Mags, for for being rather relentless to like try to hold them accountable out there on on, on Twitter sphere. Um and I I hope that that they come to the table uh, and and make these things right again. But that's the thing. There are a lot of people that that don't think that they have to, (laughs) (laughs) including them. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. So we're living in a world of 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 people that don't feel that they have to be held accountable. Um, And it's a it's a lonely road out there doing it, but you know what? If I get a couple people, Popper occasionally hops on the road with me. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's it's just ama- it's amazing. It's you know there's a lot of support from international people, and then yeah. there's other international people that are like shut up or Americans that got their coins because they're dual citizens, and and, mm. and they can and, and they can claim that. So it's almost like they're. <laughs> They're having their cake and they're eating it too, which I love if I'm the one eating the cake. Uh, <laughs> but when you're not having the cake, then that I, we got a problem here. You sound like a spoiled brat, Max. I Oh, yeah. Somebody said that to me, didn't they? Really? More than yeah. once. Yeah, I, I've been getting that on Twitter. And then I love the responses I've been getting. I got booted uh, recently, shout out on uh, Replay's Discord, um, <laughs> for being too real. And they're ask us anything where I asked us anything. Um, <laughs> when keeping it real went wrong. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I got, I got, I got, I got bounced, and people are still responding to my things, basically telling me, you know, like what Popper's saying. But then they're hitting me up on Twitter. Uh, but I'm not going to back down. I have nothing to lose. I have no coins to lose. I have no coins. You know. You have no your coins. I have no. Um, I have no replay tokens. I have a uh, 
I have a dashboard that says I have all these coins. Oh no, you have them. You have them, but in theory, they they are worthless. Well, they're they're worthless. No access to them. Right, because no there's no access because you're not right. able to, to. But yeah, and just I'm sorry for being a dead a dead horse, but letting international people get it if you can't do it, because okay, let's roll back, Jordan. So I referred to like, and I think I, I don't know if I told you this, but like, so Justin Bieber he had this project, and there was a song, and people get royalties or something off of it, but they said U.S. customers are not allowed to purchase this, and I was like, oh wow. Justin Bieber, who I'm not a fan of at all, uh, and but his fucking people. Sorry if I'm cursing, but his fucking people were smart enough to say no U.S. people, and that's fine because you know what they set it up front. Great, I'm not going to get it. But these guys used us to build their platform and refused to acknowledge us as human beings and deserving of coins and hiding behind regulations that they won't cite to us. They won't spell anything out. And they won't even address a way forward to make it right. No, that's um, that's my point. I mean, yeah, I think that basically you've underlined my point about how you should treat community, and 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 the difference between those guys and someone like Taylor Swift, and why why Swifties are who they are, and what they're like, like they. I backed the wrong horse. I should have went for Taylor. Yeah, this is I great. Mean, but but and you know. The whole the fact that you have said like ten times, don't treat us like human beings, like that's just basic dignity, right? And Web three is supposed to be better. And that's that's I know it's not. I know it's got its bad players. It always will. Human nature is like that. But um, it's it's more fair in the fact I think, or it should be theoretically, because like people who follow the rules, if you do this, this happens, right? Like I don't follow the rules, and I don't think. Well, I, I'm talking. Well, I'm. What am I trying to say? I'm saying like. I know, no, no, you, no, no. I'm sorry. Like I'm, I'm, I'm saying that you. you know, yes. there's like smart contracts. If you do this, you get this, and yeah. there's no. If you're his buddy, or you know, if you're a new person who put a promo, there's like it's like everyone has the same opportunity supposedly, and are, and are, as long as they follow the rule, follow the rules, and they do what they're supposed to, then they get they get that, and then all of a sudden, well, you follow the rules, and then you 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 basically get the rock, the Charlie Brown rock, as I like to call it. And, <laughs> and that's not, that's not cool. So yeah, I guess I'm going to be uh popper, a petulant little child and, or, or what else, whatever else I'm called. But listen, um, you're oh, yeah. cancel culture. Yeah. That to me, this is a perfect example. And I know like, I'm going to get a lot of fucking heat for this, but you are being what others would call cancel culture. You're not, you're just holding him accountable. That's it. It's not cancel culture. You're not being petulant. You're basically saying, um, you said this and you're flexing all about how you are the fix. Didn't wasn't there like an article recently, like this week or something that came out? I, I about don't know. Them? I don't know. I saw something. I don't no, it was over on LinkedIn. And I was like, What? Oh. oh. And and just knowing the situation, I was like, You've got to be kidding me. And it, I don't know when that article came out because I'm terrible with LinkedIn. Was uh, that Dan? Was that Dan's other pro- twenty projects that he's working on? Is fuck if I know. I, I I don't know. But I guess what I'm saying is is that it's not cancel culture to hold people accountable. It's not. But it feels like I'm the one getting child. canceled. 
for trying to hold them accountable. Well, yeah, you but are. But I don't care. But I. But that's mob the thing. culture, man. I got nothing to lose, Jordan. I I got I got nothing to lose. I have coins that I don't even technically own because the, they they have them and won't give them to me. So no, exactly. Gonna, I have. I don't owe them anything. They've treated me, you know, horribly. So uh, man, we could really, really, really rut into this right now. <laughs> like seriously. Like on accountability, but then like I think everyone would be start shutting this. Yeah, this they've already shut down. it off. They, yeah, no <laughs> they, it's already been off. That's because they haven't got enough of us singing. <laughs> if we promise more singing, we gotta come up with some more singing. Yeah, if we come up with more singing, and then we tease that in the beginning, and then they're gonna have to wait to go through all that bullshit just to get to the singing. <laughs> the good part, I know Simple Pine loves when I sing. Uh, I every time I sing on the show, Popper, we get I get all these sweet messages. Wait, about it. Oh. You didn't sing today. I I, I sang I, badly. You did not. You, um, I I didn't I sing a little bit. Yeah, Jeez. you did. Yeah, a little bit. You sang a line. Not a lot, baby girl, but a little bit, right? I didn't <laughs> hear the singing part. Uh, yeah, I sang. I was um just a little bit. Yeah. I was just doing 50 cents. <laughs> Popper's so coming to your... He's like, he's, I don't want to hear this him This is sing. a first, too. It's like, I, I don't want to hear him sing, Jesus. I'm so, I'm so shocked because he usually just lets me bury myself. He's trying to help me out. That was appreciated, Popper. I didn't mean to try to help you out there, but oh, thank I'm a little you. disappointed I did. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> we're just holding Jordan accountable for me singing, but we're going to have to go to the tape, I guess. Do you, I remember do you, you guys singing. have like an issue with like copyrighted shit here? Do you use... Copyrighted shit? We uh we, we don't do copyrighted stuff. Oh, I was like humming the Tetris thing, remember? That counts. Oh, you did hum the Tetris thing. Thank you. Thank okay. you. Once All again. Right. That's not I, singing no. though. That's I stand singing. corrected. It's singing is I I carried a beat. Isn't that singing? No. Oh well, if people got this far, then they could say they could let us know if it if it counts or not. I think it does. Okay, I got one more for us, and then we're going to wrap. Okay. 25th year of The Sopranos. What? Yeah. Now, how I know this, and I was thinking about doing a whole thread, and you got to tell me where you think I should do this or not. The guys in The Sopranos were, uh, several of them were good friends of mine. When I was a young actor coming up, <clears throat> when I mean baby, baby actor just starting, and I did a film called, oh, fuck, what was it called? Um, Under Hellgate Bridge, where I played the mo a mob wife. And my big thing was I, I wanted to make sure that she was human, like that she was a human being, not, like not, not a caricature. And so when we premiered in New York, first of all, I got, I got to do, uh, Vinnie Pastor and I became really good friends. He was in many scenes with me, if you know the Sopranos, you know, he was big pussy. Dominic Chianese was also in the, the film with me. Um, he was also in The Sopranos. Frank Vincent, I had a great scene with Frank Vincent, who, you know, is uh, uh, was a Scorsese and, um, you know, sort of like regular, and he was also in The Sopranos. But Jimmy Gandolfini and I went back to one of our first theater gigs together, where we were, and by the way, I've never talked about this, so this is good. The, you have the exclusive on this, yeah. <laughs> uh, Jimmy and I went back 
to a play in New York where we were just getting started. And literally we had the, the smallest roles in the whole play. Like literally we had no lines or we might've had one line. I can't even remember. And Marissa Tomei was in the play and, uh, oh my God, who else was in the play? I can't remember, but like bigger people. I can't remember right now. I used to remember this shit, but Jimmy and I would just sit and because we were always on stage in these like little tiny extra roles and we would just sit and like shoot the shit because we were sort of part of the scenery. And when I did this film and we had the premiere and, uh, and, and, and Sopranos had come out, it was the first season. And, uh, he came up to me, uh, at the premiere and he was like, and he was like a huge champion of mine. And he was like, he was like, damn. He was like, thank you. He was like, thank you for making her real, for like making her human, for showing her fragility, for like, and I will never forget that. Um, because I never got an opportunity even to audition for The Sopranos, even though I knew all those guys and I had done this role. And But I was super proud of making them proud. Um, and yeah, and then... Sadly, Jimmy left. Jimmy, actually, Frank, and uh, both are gone. And then Polly Nuts. Oh, my God. How could I forget Polly Nuts? Uh, I used to hang out with these guys. They, they you know, they like to have any young actress around. Wow, this is a cool story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a cool memory for me, you know? I mean, it was really a part of my evolution, my early evolution as an actor in New York. And it's 25 years, 25 years since since this. And it's crazy, crazy. So, you know, when we keep referring, when I keep referring to being old, yeah, I was a baby then, but in good company. All right, now that I put you to sleep. Popper does the good end part. My popper. End game. Oh, I thought we were cutting all this shit. All right. Are we? Yeah. No, are. Well, yeah, we still have to. No, well, that's a good. That's a good story. You can. But that. I, well, we'll see. But we do. We do need a like an ending though. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Go for it, popper. <laughs> well, Jordan, <laughs> listen. Thank you so much for joining us, Max. I'm glad you were here too, of course. <laughs> uh, we had an awesome time. Uh, a lot of it you'll never hear. Uh, we'll never forget. We'll see you guys on the boards. Oh, man. Uh, okay. Uh, it's great. It was fun. It was a good. It was a good one. It was a good one. Thanks for coming Absolutely. on, Jordan. Yeah, yeah thank no. you so much. I, I waited way too long. You guys are the best. You have been listening to the Pops and Mags Pinecast. Music provided by Sushi Cat. Like what you hear? Send that cat a very nicely worded compliment on Twitter at Just Add Spam. Pops and Mags is a scumbag hat production in association with Pam's Day Spa.